The Tangent Egg Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Tangent Egg Podcast. I'm Seth, and as always with me is Swoosh and Jondo. Hi. Hi. And uh, we're starting out this week with, well, as we often do, the depressing stuff as more people lose their jobs. It seems to be a running theme in our beloved games industry at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Though some of them are very much that meme of putting a stick in their spoke and then complaining that they fell off their bike. Oh, yeah. So, oh, like, well, one of them was um, Unity losing 25% of its staff. Yeah. Uh, 35, I, I think it is. Why. Oh, 35. I wonder what yeah. could have happened to cause that. Yeah, I know, right? It's like maybe you made some kind of colossally bad business decision. Sorry, Unity is a quarter of its workforce. 1,800 people. Oh, there you go. Oh. On top of, on top of the 1,100 they laid off over the last year. Oh, yeah. fucking hell. That's... It's pretty rough time over there right now. Jesus Christ. Though, if you remind were like, people what Unity did I got up to recently. What if was you were still a Unity staff member, like you'd be looking over your shoulder like, Oh, oh yeah. Like, something's got to be coming, like, holy shit. Uh, but what was uh, Unity's big thing recently that they fucked up? It was the... Oh, it was the, we're going to monetize uh, based right. on installs. Yeah, that was the one. That was their big fuck up. Yeah. And then everyone just And said, then it was a non-opt-in retroactive uh, change. That's yeah. right, yeah. No, that was the big fuck you. And then everyone's like, nope, we're out. And Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, then and GoDot's like, oh, gone through the roof. <laughs> My favorite is when they have to, like, lay people off. Like, it's so sad. We didn't realize this was going to happen. Like, oh, you didn't realize your big, shitty money grab was going to piss people off so they go and find a different engine <laughs> and you have to lay people off? Your staff no, were, People were going to accept it and just do it. And it they were just going to give us money. Like, that's just all they were going to do. They were just going give to give us money. <laughs> Things like laying off a quarter of your workforce as well is, like, the fastest way for the remaining three quarters to start looking for work. Like oh yeah! Start searching for like, else. We weren't in this round, but we will most likely be in the next one. They've started their yeah. own death spiral, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, no, they started the death spiral, and it's not so much a spiral as a plummet. Oh, it's a yeah. it's a nosedive. Let's see how mm. basically the, the nose diving and spinning at the same time because they heard somewhere along the line spinning creates more force on impact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, I, I get the feeling it's something like someone was cruising, someone CEO at their office was wandering around the internet, found um, you know the speed run category and went, there are speed we run categories for killing a company. <laughs> oh yes. Oh. <laughs> No, they, they the, saw the, the whole. The current thing. holder is Wizards of the Coast with D and D. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> no, that, that basically, I was going to say like someone saw that and was like, "Hold my beer." Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like a dive, dive, dive. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, like you said, I feel sorry for the people who lost their jobs. Oh, right? absolutely. Oh, absolutely. They Any didn't time. deserve it. It's not them that caused this shit. Hopefully, yeah. number one on that list that was fired was the fuckwit that came up with the idea in the first place. You're probably not. The only good thing that ever really comes out of these situations is a lot of people, when it's like a big mass expulsion from a studio, tend to band together to make indie stuff. Um, yeah, make their really own studio or go thing. on to other companies. Like, yeah, I mean, of of those twenty five, like eighteen hundred people, how many of them will go on to work at Godot or any other free engines that are out yeah. there? 
Oh, absolutely. I think that's more like what's probably yeah. going to happen. I, if I was any of those competing... God, I'm good at words. <laughs> if I was any of those other competing engine creators, I'd be snapping these oh, guys you'd up. Be, have you'd be parked out at the, the front, front gate. You'd be parked at the front gate with a table and a sign-up board saying, Hey, hello. <laughs> Just like have a fucking I, old I'm sorry for your loss you. of job. Have an application. Yeah. yeah. Sorry for your loss of job. Have an application. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Just rock up with a bus, like, now taking this many people. Oh, be amazing. But, like, but generally, like, when this happens, we end up getting some really interesting indie stuff out of it. Yeah, uh, well, that's that's for games companies, absolutely. Yeah. Like, for this, you're working on a games engine, not so much the games themselves. So, True. hopefully other free engine companies are going to get like a massive fucking yeah. talent kick up yeah. but like Unity lost a quarter of their staff 1800 people Twitch is, lo- is laid off 35% of its workforce and that's yeah. just over 500 well after the last Apparently, thing that happened with them I'm not surprised a few people got the axe like their big policy change recently over tasteful nudity uh, yeah. that has caused yeah a hilarious situation to watch. I'm not going to lie, it's been fucking funny. Like, the whole Twitch thing has like, already been a, an OnlyFans gateway for a long fucking time. Oh, it has, absolutely. Like, but yeah. At some they, point, they just need to have a, <coughs> a Pornhub spin-off. Like, they just, just actually, need the age dumbest... gating. That's all they need. If they had age gating, this wouldn't be a fucking issue yeah, but for those, them. those buttons, are you 18? They don't do shit. No. No, they don't, but it at least absolves any kind of responsibility from the company. It was like, ah, they lied, it's fine. But it's one of those weird things, because I can't remember the actual chick who's been, like, pushing the envelope as far as she has. Um, Amaranth. That's yeah. the one, fuck. I salute her, man, like... Hot tub met her into ASMR matter, and I don't know what shenanigans she's uh, She now has, she, in the she background, a... she's on a wobble board, one of those, like, vibrating uh, exercise uh, boards. Uh, with the, the mirror behind, but with she, mirror behind, she her signed own a contract. She signed a contract with Kick to leave Twitch completely for yeah. like a fuckload of money. It was meant to be for like a several year contract. She took the money, then broke the contract after six months, and went back to Twitch because it, she just didn't have the following. She didn't yep. bring those yeah. people over. People didn't leave like, leave Twitch. Like they they stay in one place, like ticks. Yeah. But even better is in the background of all that stuff, she has a mirror in the background, she has her um, Twitch name there, so because all her clips go viral and pop up everywhere. It's like, now you can find me, and there is a tiny, tiny inflatable pool next to her, so she can use the hot tub meta. Uh, yeah. Because that way she qualifies to be in the hot tub category. <laughs> well, the hot tub meta basically crashed once they decided to have that category. Yeah. Yeah. The whole point of it was the general audience click-through rate, not mm. the creepos who specifically come to see you in a hot tub. Yeah, like, I've been watching all of this on film, mostly through uh, some ordinary gamers, like Mudaha, um, and just watching him have a fucking hilarious time. Like, Look, this is fucking dumb. This is a fresh account, virtual machine, no background data, and porn. So yeah. it took me, like, two seconds to find it. It's on the front page. All of one click-through, like... Click on the browse section, and there it is. Yeah. Like, like just bite the bullet and have an 18-plus category. Like, just do the thing. I know they, like everyone's like, oh, we have an image. It's like, so? Shit's gotten more progressive now. If people pull out over this, then... 
fuck them. Yeah, they but find the problem is because it's based at video games, you get a lot of much younger audience. So they really can't do that. Well, it's one of those things like you just have to be 13 for a Twitch account, apparently. Their the yeah, minimum so, age for them is 13. So there's no way in hell they can do that. Though they'd probably, like, she'd probably get a much larger following if she just started streaming on Pornhub. <laughs> no, the thing is, like, she streams on OnlyFans. And it's like, a bunch of them stream on OnlyFans because they all have their link trees in their Twitch thing. Oh, like, yeah. You don't need to be on Twitch now. Just transfer to that system, be done with it, leave the very child-centric system alone, and continue on. It's fine. Move to Instagram or something else. Yeah, but they want the click-through, right? They do. Absolutely, they do. But yeah, so Twitch losing thirty five percent of their people. Like, yeah, they, Honestly, they say I, it's although, because after COVID there aren't as many people following these video game things. Like, well, also um, a part of like their current staffing was a projection. Yeah, they yeah. basically guessed how much staff they need in three years, and apparently those projections didn't line up. Yeah, I think they expected the. Um, extra interest from COVID to maintain. It's like, no, yeah. no, this is when a bunch of normal people were trapped indoors and had nothing else to do. Like, they didn't convert to our, you know, way of doing things. They were just there until they could leave again. Yeah. Like, they're not gonna stay. Like, few of them probably Man, did, but most of them would have left. You guys again. weren't fucking kidding about opening up Twitch, so like, I haven't been on Twitch in ages. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, I'll log into my account and just like just load it up and see what we got. The only time yeah, I open Twitch is when we're streaming. Like that's it. I know, right? That's been like three times um, in the last year. <laughs> but like, I follow a bunch of gaming things, so of course he tries to recommend me a bunch of gaming stuff. But like, front page, like not even scrolling down. Yeah. At least one of these is a girl, barely in a pool, ah, center of the camera, playing Beat Saber. Yeah. 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 But like, it. You can't tell me that isn't like if you clicked on that at the very top of their fucking profile would be a link tree. Yeah, absolutely, you can guarantee right it. The problem is like, I, I know kids are dumb, sure, but the hub exists. If you're going to yeah. Twitch for this kind of content, I there's something going wrong there. Yeah, like, but Twitch will also to get through a lot of like uh, filters family filters because it's gaming oh, related yes. that is true although those filters are extremely easy to get around anyway oh yeah it doesn't take much and any kid who's willing to muck around with it will find ways around be, yeah half of them can be defeated by the incognito window like which I find yeah. fucking funny yeah. <laughs> and the other half can be defeated by moving your DNS yeah but, uh, it, it's interesting yeah I wasn't expecting like like Last time I was really using Twitch, mm. like, there was a, like, it was just before the Hot Tub Matter stuff started. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of controversy about a lot of female creators getting away with, like, essentially ass cams. Mm. And now it's like, it, it's just front page. Ass I didn't even have, I, ass I didn't even have to yeah. scroll down to get that. The last time I was, like, actively checking around Twitch was, um... Back when I made about Twig was still doing a, like regular streaming, I think she's getting back into it now. But that was a while back now. Where back then it was like just the low cut tops. I was like, all right, that I, I get that. That's yeah. fair. But it's progressed from that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. all right, do we want to move on to something else instead of the depressing Please. state? Of yeah, let's just laugh at another fucking idiot. That'd be great. 
Well, unfortunately, the next thing on our list is not laughing at an idiot. It's the Queen, the Australian government looking to crack down on supermarkets. Uh, they yeah, fucking need true. to. They needed to they have last do, year. Yeah. They needed to have at the beginning yeah. of fucking COVID saying, yeah. don't price gouge people that are already fucking struggling. Oh, they... That's the horrible point of, like, Coles and Woolies here in Australia have been price gouging for a very long time. But, like, it's it's not just, like, the, the cost that we have to pay on the fucking shelf. It's also the yeah. cost that they're paying the farmers for the goods and oh, stuff yeah. is going yeah. down, that has like, not every year. Yeah, like, it hasn't increased. That's decreased every yeah, time. Yeah, the price like, of groceries are going up. Um, I've got some family that own farms that sell cattle and sheep and everything, mm. and... The, the price of them is on the floor like yeah. some of them there's they can't even afford to like in this area there's a lot of orange trees quite yeah. a few people I know sell to Coles and Woolies they'll get more money if they pull those orange trees out and wait the five years and like plant almonds or fucking anything else and wait the five yeah. years before they get fruit off that because it's worth more than selling oranges to fucking Coles and Woolies Oh fuck! And yeah. Coles, and, Coles and Woolies are more than willing to ship the fruit in from overseas, from Mexico. They can get it cheaper than what they can buy them here. So why not fucking gouge the, the Australian farmer and screw I'm everyone over? Kind of hoping and waiting for like the farmers out um, rural ways to start diversifying their farms again and just doing local. Just going, you know what? Well, fuck it. I will sell all my shit local. I have like two or three orange trees. I have two or three apple trees and just diversify that way and go back to doing things like that dairy farmers tried to do that down in Victoria they mm. tried to only sell local so Coles and Woolies went down there and bought a fuckload of dairy farms and drove the price down on that as well selling yep. local to for fuck all Absolutely that's when nuts. you that's when you ended up with your your dollar two litre milks mm. like it, and it's... so it screwed the entire industry over there should have been a, a, a check on them a long time ago because yeah. this has yeah. been happening for a while. Remember back when we were kids and there used to be those ads for Coles and Woolies like, look what you can get for 10 bucks at Coles and Woolies. Oh, and it was like a this... full fucking tropic. And now you can like maybe get a bag of chips and a drink and that's it. But um, there's a whole thing on uh, TikTok and YouTube shorts and that kind of shit of mm. people sending that up. It's like um, that feed your, family, feed your family for 10 bucks. And it's like, they start the ad off and then it's like what you currently get and it's like a small bag of chips and a thing of sauce and they've literally just upended the chips on the table and poured the sauce on it and here's your $10 meal to feed a family of four. Like, it's fucking hilarious. To be fair, most of our generation is a family of one because we can't afford to have anything yeah. else. So but, they're technically um, not lying. <laughs> a lot of those menus that they go, or a lot of the, the recipes they tell you to cook... Oh. They now go back through and they get those exact same ingredients to see what they'll cost now, and Easily most three, of them like, are now, three times more. Yeah, most of them are forty to eighty bucks. Yeah, for that same it's meal, insane. feed a family four for ten dollars. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. There's very few small places left. Like there are a couple of grocers in Brisbane that I go to, which are not owned by Coles and Woolies, but yeah. they're few and far between. Like, yeah. They absolutely are. You pretty much have to go to your, your local butcher, your local green grocer, yeah. go to half a dozen shops. And that's, yeah. And they don't exist because I'm here in, like, I'm in a big city. Like, if you go back to places like, I used to live in country towns like Glendon and Thierry, uh, Mackay, what I would consider a country city. 
but they only really had Coles and Woolies, there, or occasionally an IGA. That's about it. There was never anything else. Like, all the local mum and pop shit has been destroyed by Coles and Woolies. Yep. Yeah. And, like, there's nothing... Like, they've had a... Was it a duopoly? For a very yeah, long time. Yeah, absolutely. Coles and Woolies. Fucking earth. And everyone's like, oh, we're not a monopoly. Therefore, you can't come after us. Like, yeah, but you are clearly communicating yeah. with each other. You're, you're a duopoly that's prices. colluding. Like... Yeah. Yeah, obviously, like, fucking everyone over for yourselves. Because, like, oh, we have Coles to go against, or we have Woolies to go against. We have to, you know, keep competitive. Like, competitive means prices go down, not that you go further up, and then yeah. they match and continue on. That's not how this works. Yeah. The only competitor competitor they have is Aldi. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like, Aldi is getting close to the same kind of like stuff at the moment like I've been to an Aldi recently and their prices have increased to a point where it's like that's not just inflation yeah like, you have a you have a firm hold in Australia now because they're a uh, an offshoot of a UK brand or something they're German aren't they German or UK it's something in the European Union I don't know that much so it might be German um, but they're an offshoot of that and they came across here and it's like you've got a a decent hold now and I can see those prices creeping up because you see Coles and Woolies getting away with it it's like no it'll take someone being ripped out of the head office being strung up before they ever do anything though oh yeah but I read a thing the other day there was a a European company I can't remember where it was they they wanted a trial that if you were a greengrocer that was selling meat you paid an additional tax on meat if you're a butcher that started selling like uh, onions and bread you paid an additional tax on that onions and bread you pretty yeah. much stayed in your lane if you wanted to step out of that and you had to pay an you additional pay tax on it hmm. so it sort of forced these like it forced people to just be a, a greengrocer or just be a, a butcher or just be a bakery it really fucked over large supermarkets because yeah. they wanted to be everything so what are you okay you have to pay an additional tax on your uh, deli area your meat area your, yeah it was just interesting that it made them spread back out again yeah well the thing is like Coles Woolies Aldi all those big ones they tend to pay less rent in places oh yeah they're considered because they bring hut. they're guaranteed to bring people into a shopping centre yeah which is fucked in my opinion in certain cases because that's not a a cost they're cutting like, like that's oh no we're still going to factor that in as full rent and we'll yeah. put that back on the consumer. It's like, guys, you are making money hand over fist. You are again showing yeah. record profits, and you're paying farmers less and destroying families because of it. Could yeah. you at least pretend to be human again and give us something? Let people yeah. live comfortably for once. But Not until the government says they have to, yes. Yeah, but even then, if, they might be doing. If something does happen, and like Coles or Woolies shut down a shop or they do fucking something rural areas if there's a Coles or a Woolies you can almost guarantee there is nothing else like there is no butcher there is no baker or green like there might be a cafe that does some bread there's no greengrocer there's no butcher pretty much like Like, if you go anywhere out of a major city you are reliant on these people oh yeah not even like just for the food but they also tend to be high job you know, sources in the area. Or they own the local fuel station. Or yeah. Like, they got such a spread. 
Yeah. And then there's the whole thing of like, even if the government cracks down and says you have to make it better for essentials, that means that they then have to confirm what is essential uh, and what becomes yeah. a luxury. So it's things like, oh, okay, we need like, you know, fruit, veg, that kind of thing. Like, All right, cool. Bread's now a luxury. Like they'll yeah. change something. Something will be left out by the government because they can't think of every single thing. And they'll start price gouging whatever they have left. Oh, yeah. It's going to be bad. You'll end up with a $30 bog roll. <laughs> oh, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> Good luck, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, there was a period where they people were trying to sell bog roll for 30 bucks. Oh, yeah. COVID. That was because fun. they couldn't return the yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. That was the see. funniest fucking thing, walking into Coles on Willie <laughs> and seeing people with, like... 10 bulk things of bog roll saying I need to return this nah <laughs> that I liked that's the only thing Look, I've ever you found you beat out thing. a small child to get those you go wipe your ass with exactly. Them. exactly you go just, choke on it just keep it just keep it there and you'll never have to buy bog roll again and you'll be happy like yeah go for it but oh fuck that shit was speaking stupid. of stuff that should be on bog roll do we want to talk about what's been happening with NFTs yes the digital bog roll. <laughs> that's that's like a, a highlight of shit. You just keep wiping that thing, just keeps on coming. Yeah. It's like wiping <laughs> your ass with shit. It just somehow makes it worse every five seconds. Yeah. But well, put it this way, uh, NFTs are now so badly, like, you know, they have such a bad rap that even Elon Musk won't touch them. Yeah. So the big news that's happened is Twitter's essentially, uh, has reversed its thing of letting you have a special indicator that shows you've got an NFT. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't even know why that was a thing to start with. Because I, is Because they were following a trend. I mean, yeah. Muskie drunk the fucking Kool-Aid when it came to NFTs and crypto. Like, he was all in on that shit. I don't know if he, I, I don't remember seeing any big articles about him being in on NFTs. Crypto, yeah. No, crypto, crypto, definitely. Yeah. But he was a crypto bro. Dogecoin, they always kept he was pushing all over that. Yeah, they always kept pushing NFTs as the next iteration of crypto. So that's where it's going. It's like, no, it's not. Stop it. It's clearly not. Not even the like, uh, what is it? The the most currently expensive collection of stuff is bought eight, and yeah. they're not even worth what they were worth no. in twenty twenty two. Absolutely, like, a lot of celebrities spent like millions of dollars to get those fucking JPEGs and now they're mm. not even worth a tenth of what they spent on them like my holy favorite, fuck my favourite thing is the Wikipedia article for uh, NFTs at one point had one of them as a picture it's like these are completely useless because you can just steal that image like the one we've used here yeah. it's just the picture of like the primary board ape everyone knows about it's like yeah fair but fuck it's dumb and we've been saying for now we can say we've been saying for years NFTs are a scam yeah, yeah. It's like they're just useless. Like there were applications NFTs could have been used for, which were never explored because they just went down this route instead. Well, they found the cheapest thing they could do with them. Yeah, yeah. Actually, just off the top of my head, just thinking of scams, a forty-eight thousand dollars Star Citizen pack. Huh? You mean their entry-level uh, pack? But you can only buy one. that <laughs> if you've already spent over a thousand dollars. Oh, that, yeah. that's not yeah. like that's not you're even already hooked. It. Let's fucking burn you for more. Yeah, like, like that's not even the fact that they have a new. sub store for their own whales. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like that's not even new, which I find like, fucking weird because they had one which we could you could only access a specific ship 
if you'd spent a shit ton of money. Like, I think it was like 10 grand or something. I was like, what? what? Like, absolute fuck. Uh, holy fuck, that is a scam. Straight and out. And that's that... a game that still will randomly crash and take everyone with it every 10 minutes. Like, the game is fucked. At, at some point, you got to say, right, no more additional features. We need to release something. Like, at some point, there has to be that. No, there has to be one person in the boardroom. We have to release something in the background. You go, no ships? It's like, no, Steve, no more ships. Game. No, like, a finished ships. game. It's like the, uh, They'll do that, and it'll be a mobile game. And Don't you have phones? Or you can buy a phone. <laughs> a $50,000 phone. Star Citizen phone. Yeah. It's like the um, the guy, the spaceships guy from the Lego movie. Just like, <laughs> that's, that's their entire animation department. That's all they yeah. do. They do nothing yeah. else. But, oh, God, I I hate that game so much, and I've never actually played it. I hate what it represents for the games industry. Yeah, yeah. Because it's as far as a company is concerned, massively successful. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. They're making like, money hand like, over fist. Like well, they're pulling money in from idiots hand over fist. Mm. Yeah, what we we haven't even actually produced the product, and we, they're paying us forty eight thousand dollars for it. I mean, why would you not keep the grift the going? The weird thing is, like, if you look at what they're doing, it's there's some other like, great games out there trying to hunt down their whale. Editor Seth here. Unfortunately, we ended up having our first technical hiccup during recording. We did catch it nice and quick, so we didn't lose too much, and uh, we quickly got things resynced and going. So, that's why things get a little uh, weird here for a second. Alright, back to the show. Welcome to the uh, weird bit of the podcast where we had to resync this speech. My bad! <laughs> Look, the fact that we made it 100, 100 episodes without a major technical fuck-up yeah. is amazing. Well and done, Smush. A- Congratulations, you've won our first technical fuck-up. <laughs> well, that is good. I had to have something. I haven't picked a bad book yet. Yes, bastard. You Your next one will be an absolute fucking Oh, stinker. guaranteed. I have now cursed myself. You'll need a whole COVID's worth of bog roll to get rid of this fucking stinker. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but yes, we're so, laughing at NFTs. Our now. next one was uh, the uh, Nacon ex- executive says, the industry's problem is there's too many games. <laughs> no, the industry issue is the fact that you're not putting effort in, you prick. Yeah. Well, it, the, the thing he tries to point out is stuff like, you know, Robocop was really cool, it's really stylish, but it was a bit of a sales meh, hmm. because it couldn't be seen. Well, it was a niche product. I played Robocop and enjoyed it, but I'm still like, I'm not recommending You know what else didn't help that game? That first fucking trailer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if they it was like, oh, it wasn't seen. It's like, no, it was seen, but what you show people was shit. The problem is it was seen. <laughs> <laughs> and their other point is that, like, to try and stand out, some developers who shouldn't be are reaching way more than they should, mm. a la the guys who made Gollum. Yeah. yeah. Look, if you reach too far and fuck it up, that's your fault. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not on the consumer. It's not in the market. That's on you. No, that's, that's a completely... You made this mess. Now you need to fucking yeah. lie in it. And I mean, given how many fucking uh, games come out that are like low end, made with a game maker, mm. fucking engine. Yeah. Like fuck off. These games sell. There's studios that live off the money they make off these games. Mm. So clearly, it's not. Oh, you have to strive to be, 
you know, GDA if you want to to succeed. No. Like, like said it make something times. good. And if it's a good story or if it's a, a decent game, then we will play it. But like, how many games came out in the same week that Vampire Survivor released? Yeah, and that yeah. game rose to the top. Mm. Yeah. So if you have a good product, people will buy your good fucking product. If you are trash, yeah. you yeah. will sink. I think that's yeah. what's got like a lot of the games industry pissy at the moment. It's like they're not buying the schlock we've made. Like, could we yeah. try not making schlock and making something good? No, 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 no. It's the other guys making good stuff. Fuck their day. Or people making good stuff and then being like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Don't don't expect me to make that. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I get I Bottle of Lightning Gate is a three thing. argument. Like, and I can just imagine the guys who made Boulders Gate going, guys, do not expect the same level from the next game. It might be different. Like, you know, we could and have a good luck to them. Try know. something different. But going off their fucking history of the same yeah. style of game, it's gone level up, level up, level up. So yeah, yeah. even if they tried something different, like, and it's not the same style of game, it's like, you can start at the ground floor. Like, holy fuck. Oh, yeah. I'd forgive you. Go for gold, because yeah. I know like, you're gonna fucking have a crack at it. And if you do a game after that, it's going to be a fucking level up on it. Yeah, like we know yeah. you're capable of doing good things, but with there's so many big like AAA game market, we've said for a while is shit, but or hasn't been as good as it used to be at the very least. It's got some good stuff in it. Yeah, problem is so much stuff gets the effort put in the wrong place. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know, look at something like uh, Modern Warfare Three. Hmm. The game looks beautiful. Like oh, it the, looks the pretty as fuck. The guys who made the engine, great. Voice actors, fucking kill it. Um, but it's it's such a formulaic meh yeah. story that's incredibly short. Yeah. No one that's the problem. The, the biggest the, problem with Modern Warfare Three is that they didn't actually make like Modern Warfare Two or previous Call of Duty games. They've made a separate map for each level of the campaign. They've done all of yeah. that, and it works really well. Modern Warfare Three, they just took the Warzone map and laid out missions on that. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! It was okay. So this is lazy. even lazier than I thought it oh, was. Oh yeah, like, everything that was lazy. They didn't make anything original for the campaign. They made the campaign wow. fit the Warzone map, and that was it. Like, you know how everyone keeps saying, it's like, oh, it's just the same game with a different number? That really is what it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It, like, it was the meme. It should have been, like, a campaign DLC for Modern Warfare 2. Oh, and yeah. that's yeah. it. Even then, I, I wouldn't see that as a... It, it should be like have a been a DLC. free... Yeah, yeah, a free content update. And Absolutely. It wasn't worth Not worth game. another hundred bucks. Yeah, because that was what they were charging for the base version in Australia, ninety nine yep. ninety five for the base fucking version. That's why I'm really hoping that this like there is a minor revolution happening within the games industries where it's like yeah, people are just gonna start going for the games they want as opposed to AAA. Like I will wait till they jump come on sale. Yeah, freaking oath. Like, like pick it up anymore. There was a time there where it's like holy fuck, like this next big game is coming out. I really want that next game, and you look. The more I played, it's like fuck more and more this is trash so I've started mm. to have to become more and more picky about what I choose to yep. play what oh, I'm yeah. going to dump my money into because like the hype train like the hype train's always been shit but lately whoever's been marketing these games it has to be snorting cocaine at a fucking high amount because they make everything like, look amazing and it's like this is boring as fuck they need yep. to not let marketing look at it until the actual game is complete yes absolutely they don't get to touch it until the game is at least ready for launch and then well, at, at least it. playable 
yeah. at least fully playable in a roughly finished state. So they can say, this is the advertising of what you will actually be fucking doing. Yeah. Not I'm just, honestly... here's the thing that we think you'll do in the game. Yeah. Or at the very least, like, show gameplay. Don't you... I get cinematic trailers are amazing, and some companies like Blizzard have made some wonderful cinematic trailers. Do not get me wrong. But you also do need to show us gameplay, guys. Yes. Yeah. Like, we're not going to trust you anymore. Like, you have burnt yeah. that bridge. Pre-renders are bullshit. Yeah. But so is the, the fake multiplayer with team chat. Oh, God I want to stop doing that. Like, just, just say, like, yes, it has stop. multiplayer. We're not going to pretend. It's fine. Yeah. Because I hate that shit. Because it's like, oh, we're going to do this like a comprehensive unit. Like, fuck off. Not yeah. a single group of nerds on Discord, including us, has ever been that no. fucking coordinated. You might get it's someone almost... who is overly offensive and then the rest of the time they don't talk. Like, yeah. you play a multiplayer game and no one says a word because everyone's just doing their thing in the game. Or and there's some with your friend with the walkie-talkie button just pissing yeah. you all off. Or if you're with your friends, you're, you're like, okay, we're all squatted up, we're being tactical, we're about to go and fight the boss, and one of them's like, <laughs> grenade into the squad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like... Just turn around. I occasionally just randomly shoot my cohorts because why the hell not? Yeah. Like, Portal has giggles. trained all of us never to trust anyone you're playing a game with. Yeah. That that game was nothing but backstab your friends. You, you want to learn how much you can't trust your significant other? Play Co-op Portal with them. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, now, if you move, I die. Yeah, I won't move. <laughs> it backs away <laughs> from everything. Like, oh... But that's the current state of things, unfortunately. I mean, speaking of Portal... Yes! Yeah. That's a segue. Portal Revolution. <laughs> uh, we brought this up on this month's Tangenetic Might Play. If you haven't mm. listened to it, please go listen to it. Yada, yada, yada. Engagement. Promotion! Uh, things! Um, we do another show, and it's all about what games are coming out this month. And you one should of the ones know this. It's up, in the same place. <laughs> um... One of the ones we brought up this uh, this month was Portal Revolution. Hmm. And it's a mod, so if you've got Portal 2, you can just download it and play it for free. It's on Steam. It's endorsed by Valve. It's fantastic. It is absolutely amazing. Is is it set as a, a prequel? or it's, I don't actually know, know where it's set in a timeline or if it's just like, here's maps, go for gold. I'm not sure, but I th think it's pre-Portal 2. I don't Portal, actually know. There's, there's, there's a point where I get to, where I've gotten to, where the, the AI call that's with you is talking about GLaDOS having been destroyed. Yeah. Okay, so at least it's post Portal 1. Yeah. Yeah. Which but is good. And at, like, at no point looks... did it reference like previous like jokes from Portal 1. Like, at, no. I haven't seen on the wall is the cake is a lie. Like, any of mm -hmm. the classic jokes, it seems to have its own identity and I've, and holy Which fuck, some of these puzzles great. are fucking hard. Yeah. Oh. Well, community like, puzzles I, I, were always difficult. Like, I, I've played a few of the community ones, and Jesus Christ, people have, like, devious minds. Yeah, but these are, uh, are like, hard Deviously in, like, simple. Yeah. But, but they're, like, they're difficult in a way that's, like, it's challenging, mm. but it feels like the tone is right. Yeah. The tone is right, it and it'll rack your brain right up until you look at it and go, what if I... Oh fuck! <laughs> and oh, then you... it just clicks. 
That is I the had, entire thing with Portal for me. Just, ah, oh, fuck, I've been here for 45 minutes. <laughs> I had one where I needed to get a cube into a certain area, and the only way to get it over there was with a, a flipper. Um, but I couldn't figure out how to get it on there, use it, and get the other portal in the right place, otherwise it would go through one of the emancipation fields. Hmm. And I'm just like, I couldn't figure out, I couldn't figure out. Then I'm like, wait a minute, I can turn the power off. That turns the flipper off. Which means I can just put the cube on the flipper while it's off, set everything else up nice and calm on my own time, yeah, and then just turn the power back on and it'll automatically activate the flipper. It felt so stupid. Yeah. Uh, or there's there's so one there where you have to, to do it. Um, uh, the beginning you only get the blue portal. The orange portal yep. is a locked position, and there's it's one for like where, a good hour oh, of yeah, game. Good you've only got fucking it. chunk of the mat a game, and there's one where you press a button and it moves a position of the orange portal and you got to bounce that backwards and forwards to move the fuck, uh, cube. And it took cool. me so long to realize that I can shoot the blue portal where the orange portal just was and that solves so many fucking problems. <laughs> and so the little cube bounces up and down as much as I need. Then I can just line up the blue portal where I want it and like, no, Jesus. Uh, now you think they, they really feel like they actually were like advanced puzzles for yeah. a portal game. Yeah. yeah. It very much feels like someone went through all the, the modded portal maps and curated an excellent, here's level 1-1, one, one, level 1-2, one, and just curated their way through it and ramped the difficulty up for it. And yep. holy fuck, have they nailed it. Yeah. Mm. Like, well done. Very much so. And the humor is good. Yeah. Like, That's the It's fully part. voice acted. There's, uh, I found, I've actually met two personality calls now, and the voice acting is excellent on both. They have good jokes. Nice. Uh, I think one of my favorite ones was, if the world appears different, uh, the emancipation field may have emancipated some of the light-sensing cones in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, like, that's proper portal humor, too. Like, at least they've picked up, like, make your own jokes in that same sphere. Mm. Yeah. So they're not relying Definitely. on nostalgia to try and bait you. It's like, oh, look, we're, we're talking about the cake being a lie. Aren't we edgy? Yeah, they they haven't rehashed uh, they, the... Like, they did make a cake reference, but they, they, like, destroy it immediately. Nice. Like, you get to a bit where you're supposed to celebrate, and it's like, I wish I had a cake for you, but I don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's one of those things, like... But whilst the Portal games are masterpieces, I love both 1 and 2. Yes. By... God, do I hate people who say the cake is a lie. Oh, yeah. It got done to death and should have yeah, died. Yeah. Like, at the time, it was like, holy fuck, this is amazing. And it was the yeah. end of Portal 1. Holy fuck, mm. that was a moment in gaming. Anyone yeah. who played the orange box and played that, that was like, wow, we've just experienced yeah. something. Like, oh, I yeah. need to share this with people who know what I'm talking about. And here's an easy reference. And we were at a video game uni when this happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, we were spec to the right people for it, and then the problem was we were also surrounded by these people daily, and for the next three years, every conversation was involving the cake being a lie in some way, and you just want to slap people by the end of it. But, like, even the references from it, like, Seth's ringtone, are you still there? Like, yeah. it still yeah. has an impact on people. Like, anyone who hears that is like, Paul? Like, yeah. yep. it's a known thing. Another of our friends, Angry, has the Metal Gear Alert sound as his ringtone, and that still triggers me in my head. <laughs> now, I hear that, and my brain goes, hide. Like, yeah. What the fuck? Where's the box? <laughs> I've pavloved myself. What's happening? 
yeah, long and the short of it, if if you've got Portal, do yourself a favor, jump on Steam, look it up, download it. It's not that big. It's free. Yeah. It's free if you've got Portal. 2. It is absolutely amazing. Yeah, it doesn't have like the the multiplayer co-op that Portal Two did, hmm. but it is fucking amazing. It's made me yeah. want to go back through and play Portal Two again. And I haven't touched it. I just like the fact it looks like they focused on a narrative this time, which is really good. Because if it had been anything other than an interesting narrative, it would have failed. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't I mean, yes and no. Like, there there is a little bit there. Like, in that it's enough to keep me going from map to map, but it's not just map, loading screen, map, loading screen. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah, There's some soul in it. Yeah. It's the kind of thing where, like, when you're not solving a puzzle, you're having a fun dialogue with the AI yeah. core. And it sort of bridges the gaps really well. Nice. Also, they sp- they spent a lot of time outside of chambers. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. And, like, like the sections the between chambers, are, like, some of those puzzles are just as fucky as the chambers. I did yeah. like that from... Because uh, Portal 2 did a bit of that as well. Um, yes, like, walking around the waiting areas, like, um, the Mantis Men was one of the ones that sticks in my head. It's like, welcome to the new thing. Unfortunately, we have like stopped the uh, Warrior Mantis trials. We are now going to give you a gun, and you get to fight Mantis men. Enjoy. <laughs> it's like, yes, good times. But yeah, like, we never did that. Yeah, walking walking through some of the back rooms of it feels very like the the SCP, like the the back rooms, yeah. like these yeah. offices, like yeah, things should be happening in these offices. Like you can see, he's a workstation, but it's like there's only one way in and it came from a fucking testing chamber like yeah how how did people work here like yeah. some of it was yeah. a little weird but it's fucking great and it fits really well it's good I don't know about you but some of those areas I get a bit of a not supposed to be here vibe yeah yeah very much like, just a, like this just is looking from the other area. side of the looking glass yeah yeah which I I like that though it's fucking interesting yeah, I, I mean, given the fact that it's a mod, they really lean into it, and, like, there's a lot of stuff where you're, like, breaking out of chambers and doing other random shit and then busting back into another one. Though nice. There's a puzzle or a secret in there that I've found a couple of pieces of, but I don't know what it does or where it references anywhere. Because I found a few computers that have got please insert disk with a disk drive right next to it, and then I found a disk in a later room and taken yeah. it back to it, and it takes the disk... The light turns green, but nothing else changes. So I don't know if that's like Chase and Achievo or something actually happens or if there's just so many you need to find for collectibles or whatever. But given the fact it's made by mods, it could just be the fact that you put that in and then like 20 levels later you'll find an outcome for it. But God knows. It was weird because I found it's like, what's this going to do? Is it going to like give me a bit more lore or something? It's like, nothing happened. Why does that feel weirder <laughs> we've been funny if it started playing up the solitaire fireworks yeah <laughs> that's all it does but yeah oh, be- no right. highly recommend anyone in a portal give it a crack oh definitely we want to get on to our last big topic of this week yep. meat and potatoes because this week is book week Yay. yeah this is a good book oh. week yeah me. honestly I thought so, this was going to be my flop and then it worked out pretty well. I didn't think it was going to simply because of a unique setup. So yeah. we read um, Dungeon of the Clouds, which was very interesting. I I actually really liked it because 
the idea of like you know human becomes a core and they're the core of a dungeon hmm. and then it's like okay so how does that work um and then like in the world people don't know dungeons are sentient yeah yeah they, they think they, fairies that look after them are just really exotic gods. Like, dungeons are plants. Like, they just grow yeah. and they... Yeah, that's all they think of them yeah. as. Um, which was really interesting because, like, there's all this talk that the, the main character has with his fairy hmm. about, like, how to make a good dungeon. Yeah. Like, it can't just be massively lethal. Like, hmm. People won't do a lethal dungeon and you need them to do it. Because he gets uh, EXP for people clearing certain bosses or getting TPKs. Also, he gets stuff. EXP for people regenning their mana. Yeah. So yeah. if they stop and, like, they burn through a fuckload of mana and they actually need to stop and regen it, he gets part of that mana back. Like, he gets XP for that as well. It's like, yeah. by putting him in a sticky situation. So you, you don't want to be fact. completely, kill him quick. Yeah. 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 I like the fact that he became, um, he, he was a mistake dungeon. He was an error at the yeah. start. Because he, they're like, this is not a situation that this system was designed for. Uh, congrats, you're in a cloud. And they basically go through a bunch of, like, literal sysadmin commands to try and get things to work for him until they have to ping a dev. <laughs> it's like, yeah. That's actually probably the one thing I don't like about this book series. It seems to be implying that it's all the video game. Yeah, because there's of, an yeah. overarching dev. But at the same time, they talk about this, like, the there are people who have been isekai'd in that setting. Yeah, I know. And it's like, they they actually reference Trutkin, which I find rather fun. Yeah, that was That made me giggle. But, like, if that was just something in the story, that'd be interesting. But it's this idea that there's some kind <laughs> of admin that can patch the system. Yeah. That it's like, is this a game? Like, is this yeah. just an elaborate MMO and the guy doesn't know it? They do or mention um, Earth being in a place where the system just can't reach it. And it's like, all right, yeah, kind of. Uh, I, I, I sense, but don't understand. Like, yeah. it's the only bit of the book that I didn't like. The rest yeah. of the story, everything's great. Love all the characters. Love the dungeon design. Rooting for all these crazy <clears throat> monsters to succeed. Yeah, it was great, and the fight scenes are wonderfully described. I oh, loved yeah. it, and I do like the traps that he builds. Like the yeah. the Hot Springs, my favorite. The hot Springs. I'm stealing that, that for a D and D game. God yeah. damn, that's such a good trap. No, I, so, I'm honestly stealing that for a game as well. The the quick little slime, the voice of that just annoyed the shit out of me. Oh yeah, yeah. Vex does get. I could have done without that. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't understand it half the time. Yeah, um, which is they've just know, got they've just pitched the voice up, made it more like a chipmunk, and then sped it the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. And so if like, you're listening to it on, on any form of higher volume, turn it the fuck down. As soon as they reference yeah. Vex, just turn it down. Try listening to Vex when you listen to your audiobooks at one point speak speed. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I had that issue. I listened to it at like 1.5 as well, and it's just like, fuck, I have to turn this down because Vex That's is just talking. a fucking dog whistle. Just... <laughs> it, Honestly, the first the time was... Oh, but apart from that, like, the characters are fun. I do like the fact they had a in-universe reason why dungeons couldn't just start murdering people. Yeah. That's uh, because the adventuring adventure society will just raid the dungeon and kill it. Like, yeah. they'll take unless, a... Unless you get an asshole dungeon society person who just decides, you know, <laughs> fuck it, I don't like this one, let's kill it anyway. Yeah, that was fun, actually. In Carl, which case, it's just, Carl fuck it, I'm friend. lethal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... 
it was entertaining. I, I really like the world they built there, and I'm kind of keen oh, yeah. for more, to be honest. Like, man, I don't think we've got any info on uh, when the next book's down. We don't. No, unfortunately, even got nah. free audio. So, like, it, it did annoy me. Like, from he gets an ability right at the start that lets him go down to the ground for people to run him, and then it gets forgotten about for the rest of the book yeah. until right yeah. at the fucking end. It's like when he needs to. Oh murder, no, dude. they're coming. Okay. Shut the door, let's float the fuck away. Solved. I do like the fact he actually admits, I was like, fuck, I forgot I could do this. He's like, oh, shit. That thing I can do. I do like that he's, um, your minor spoiler for something toward the end of the book. Um, Merc's a dude by just floating into space. Yeah. Having him die from hypoxia. Yeah. Yeah, that was entertaining. Uh, the fact that he gets sharks with laser beams, uh, that was when you got tipped off that the fairy was an isekai. Yeah. 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 Because two other ones walk in. You got the freaking and... sharks with the freaking lasers. My favorite <laughs> thing is like they also realize because there's two isekais in a party that keeps coming back every so often. And the guy who says like, it's freaking lasers or freaking lasers. Like, you know, sharks are like, sharks with laser beams on their heads. And she responds forgetting that she's invisible and not meant to be talking to parties. And he's like, wait yeah. a minute. You know that reference. Like, yeah. Oh, oh no. Or oh, when the, oh, no. the fairy uh, fairy offers a, a favor and in return wants five pizzas. Like, yes. yes, five Chicago yeah. deep dish pizzas. <laughs> that was fun. Like that and the concept of other dungeons become being evil. Like one of the ones that keeps getting hinted at throughout the way, you get bits and pieces of it. Is just a dick. Yeah. Like, yeah, he forces his fairy to be wearing like peasant garb at all times, and he wants he's like, "You must call me master." Yeah, and all that kind of shit. It's like, what yeah. the? That's fucked. Yeah, but entertaining though. I I am absolutely on board uh, for Buku. Yeah, yeah. I am Whenever it gets done, like, yeah, give me, give me book two. I want to know more. I want to see more from this series. Yeah, I don't know and if I, it's a, a royal road. If there is more out there, just hasn't been turned into a book, or what? But yeah, I think I'm looking forward be. to it. But honestly, like I've taken a lot of stuff from this to apply to D and D games at this point. Like the idea of dungeons being sentient is actually kind of fun, and I'm happy to throw that at players just to see what they do. Like that whole thing, like detect trap, and they detect the magic in the trap. Having a trap that isn't magical is just yeah. gold like yeah. that whole hot spring like changing the buoyancy of your enemies so they'll still float in it like oh, that's fucking the brutal the chick he gets with at the start cause she's like swan dives into it oh yeah cause the entire uh, doesn't just cannonball like straight arctic. out like he makes the entire uh, dungeon arctic and they have like that one little hot spring oh it's gonna be so good when we're leaving it's like no, no, you're going to fall for it. Come on, you've got, a, you've got a rogue with you. At least test it. Like, nah, spawn dive in. Fucking go for it. Well, that's the thing. Like, the rogue would be like, it's water. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's no magic here. You... It doesn't trigger any trap sense. Hmm. Also, yeah. I love the fact that the uh, mobs in that room are hot spring monkeys. Yeah. Just, yeah, just hot spring monkeys. I love them. Um, and accidentally creating a, was it a gold tier? Or a silver a tier silver slime? Tier. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, oh, your first time making a boss mob. Do stuff. He's like, I'm going to put in some of this really rare, weird mineral I have and see what happens. And it turns into a silver mob. It then tries yeah. to eat him. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> it was it was fun. Like, it was interesting enough to keep my attention at the very least. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like I said, great book. Um, very much looking forward to... I have questions out. about that world, though, because uh, one of the Dungeoneering characters, V, eventually switches from being a warrior class to a caster class with no apparent issue um, halfway through. I was like, yep, yeah, I've switched. Like, how did you do that? Like, did you respec? What was done? I don't really care that much they're just like because the adventure is a, a more side content yeah like i wasn't it didn't break me out of the illusion or anything but it's just one of those things like how though and then she becomes a uh, cryomancer and has paradoxical yeah. undressing which is fucking funny because <laughs> that's it well, reminded I mean, me of fairy I tale <laughs> i feel like it makes sense uh because like she like her skin's blue and she's really cold to the touch yeah it's sort of like that hypothermia thing where yeah. people feel like they need to take all the clothes off which I think is called Paradoxal Undressing. I can't remember. Yeah, that. yeah, it is. Yeah, but it's like um, it just reminded me of Fairy Tale. Uh, Gray from that was always fun. Yeah, and I like that. Like when she's outside of a dungeon, she's got to wear like a cloak. Yeah. Inside a dungeon, she is wearing a battle bikini. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the point is, like, it was like that doesn't make no one makes these, and like they just have a a smith in the group. Like, yeah, no, I had to make that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. it's because they have Good like book. their makeup is the baby face adventurer, the silver level uh, smith who's running them through things as a you know a guide, a cryomancer orc who lost her friend to swan diving into the no buoyancy pool, a, and then then is quite excited when that same friend's face turns up on a boss yeah. monster. It's like this is now my home dungeon. I'll come see my yeah. friend every day. This is amazing. I can see whenever I want. Uh, <laughs> then there's like a chick who's uh, not, she doesn't quite control lycanthropy, but she can kind of control it. And the guy who heals with death mana. Yeah. And everyone's like, how? How did you do this? And it's not pleasant. Yeah, like he eats corpses to get his mana back. Yeah. yeah. And it's also I just kill the fun. sickness. <laughs> like being healed by him is not fun. Like it is grotesque, and I love He's it. He's my favorite version of the 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 pain healer. Yeah. Like you will feel your bones re-knit, and at which point, like he uses, um, he heals someone's like infection with maggots. So I was like, that's terrifying. I love this. Yeah, this no, no. the one where he works. where he has to get, like force like <laughs> matter into them, and it's basically oh, yeah, just it's... black sludge. Yeah. Oh god, he was an interesting character. I quite. Yeah, he's him. great. I love. Like the entire adventure in party is great. I love him. Hmm. They're they're really fun. They add a lot of fun spice. The fact that um, the main character Curse, who's the dungeon, likes them, yeah. So he kind of wants to design things that might lure them back, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think we can say any more about this book without actually like doing a ruining part of the book. <laughs> Pretty much, like it is most definitely worth the time. Yeah, uh, if you I, I definitely think the whole squad here heartily recommend. Yes, yeah, um, it was good. Dungeon in the Clouds. Look, I can't speak for the rest of you, but I'm waiting for the second installment. Like I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't no, read a lot that. of the books where it's like you get isekai'd as an alternate object. Most of the ones yeah. I've read is like you're a person, you're now a person. This is probably the first one I've read where you're now a different object completely. And I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I'll actually be yeah, looking yeah. for more books of this style. Well, I found this uh, accidentally when I was listening to Reincarnated as a Demon Tree and Fleabag. Also uh, incredibly good books. Yes. Uh, and we've got a new one of the Demon Tree coming out next month. Yeah. So if you're into Demon Tree... Because uh, that's a royal road. comes out well. on the 14th of the, of the second, so... Yeah. 
Honestly, like, this over is a, month. a point where I might just start going on Royal Road to see what's out there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I know. I kind of enjoy the... The, the, the I think it's only the cream really that really comes life. to the top makes it to Audible. Yeah, like, yeah. I no, dare say Railroad's got a lot of trash as well. Oh, most definitely. It reminds me of like Wattpad essentially, but instead of being fan mm. fiction, it's just minor elite stuff. But yeah. So, do we, I, I believe it's my pick for the next book. It is. And what, uh, are I've you picked, thrusting on us? I've picked a book by an, uh, an author we like. That oddly enough has the same narrator as from uh, Dungeon in the Clouds. Oh, score! I liked his one. Um, and I, I've chosen Dead Tired. It's by the same author who did Stray Cat Strut, a book we book series we all quite enjoy as well. Yep. Oh, no, we can Which definitely means, say we love that one. So, so before we get it, before we read it, because I don't think any of us had, what's the bet? There's a random sex scene. Oh, I, I that's easy money. Like absolutely, they will be, and it's going to be right at the end again. Or, yeah. dead in the middle when you can't skip it. So, here's the publisher's summary for Dead Tired by uh, Raven's Dagger. In the distant past, a time of magic and swordplay, there lived Harold, the mightiest lich of all, master of arcane sorcery, and challenger of the gods. After reaching the pinnacle of his power and finding it surprisingly bland, Harold waged a cataclysmic war against the gods, aiming to shatter their very system that confined him. And he took a nap. An incredibly long nap that ends with a jolt thanks to an unwitting adventurer who trips into Harold's crypt. Blinking in the torchlight, Harold finds a world he barely recognizes, no more swords and sorcery, but a universe buzzing with cultivation, celestial celestial sex, and far too many... uh, pretentious dialogues about the path to godhood. Harold is no naive cultivator. He is an ancient lich with a single ambition to slide back into his uninterrupted slumber. By the cacophony of quarreling sex and smug martial artists seem determined to keep him awake. Undeterred, the sleep-deprived overlord is ready to confront this brave new world. After all, no aspiring deity, no grandiose sect, and certainly no self-righteous martial artist is going to rob him of his beauty sleep. <laughs> I read that summary, and I yeah. was like, this is a millennial. And then you find out after the fact, it's the same guy who wrote Drake Astra. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun way of things. Uh, but I just like the idea that he went to bed in Sword and Sorcery and woke up in a Kung Fu flick. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's amazing to me. He, acts, he slept through a genre change. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I just love that the whole idea is he wants to fuck these guys up. Why? Yeah. Man, I was asleep. Fuck it's off. just that they, they, he has really loud neighbors, and he just has to go and get rid of them, and then he can go back to, to sleeping. Yeah. Um, but I'm keen. I, I like this guy's stuff. Uh, Stray Cat Strut is always great. Uh, yeah. Better when you can skip the weird, extremely explicit sex scenes at times, but yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Otherwise, it's great. Last yeah. book was really good. Book five of Stray Cat Strut was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a bit behind. Yeah. I still need to finish that one. But it's good. Mm. Highly recommend. Well, it's, it's it how I found this yet. one because we had our preamble and I, I was downloading Stray Cat Strat 5. I'm like, oh, hey, he's got a new one. <laughs> but, um, and I'm like, yeah, we're reading it. <laughs> <laughs> Neat. I've already bought it. <laughs> but, 
but oh no, I, I'm interested to see how he does with a more fantasy cultivation style as opposed to his normal tech kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're still dealing with some kind of I'm guessing a point system because yeah, they're cultivators. It would um, not surprise me. So it's not too far out of his wheelhouse, but I think the more interesting thing is like, it's not like the the style is a lot different. It's seems like it's going to be a little more magic focused hmm. as you say not tech yeah um and i'm more interested to see how like he blends that together instead um because i like the way he blends the system with the tech in in straight cat strut yeah so absolutely I'm curious to see how it goes here and it's things like cultivation worlds are actually really interesting like ever since i read the demon tree one i've actually been finding hmm. more cultivation uh world books popping up and i found them like they're definitely my, like, I like the lit RPG thing. Yeah. But I find the Cultivator version of it more engaging. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel as much as the system interfering. Yeah. You've got to work for your upgrades, yeah. not just, mm. I beat up a bunch of slimes and got the EXP. Yeah, because, like, yeah. Ten Realms was technically a Cultivation one. It, it was sort start. of a blend between them, because they yeah. had XP and leveling, but you also had to cultivate to get certain aspects mm. of it yeah you got which like bonuses great. for cultivating and yeah which is fair yeah I man it kind of shows how much that book series impacted us given the oh, fact absolutely. that we're talking it was, about it. It like, we didn't know it, yeah we didn't know that like lit RPGs existed before this until oh, yeah. that one was like fuck alright like the first few books of that holy fuck they're an Oh, excellent yes. fucking gateway into this whole genre they really are oh, they, yeah. they go down a hill pretty quickly after he, a little while but he gets lost I think and well I think he just runs out they, of ideas yeah yeah once they hit about the sixth realm it's like yep you ran out of steam yeah yeah which fair let alone when they actually books. get to the the tenth realm and it's no ninth realm and it's like yeah you didn't have any ideas left. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think he planned anything past the Sixth Realm. He's like, I'll get to it when I need to. He's like, And then it just kept getting closer. Yeah. Which is... I fair. think that's why there's some weird two-parters where they're like, advance, and then they get kicked back to Realm 1 again and Yeah, it wasn't that... Because it was like, Sixth Realm, I think they just... They went there for like two days to get drunk and then spent the rest of the time in the Fifth and First Realm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was very strange. It's weird. Oh, like, I think in the Six Realms also the one where, like, everything's connected by a dungeon. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, that's a cool concept. How would a realm work if its entire network is connected by this, like, uber dungeon? Yeah. Oh, we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. So, but We're going to do one thing here, then never talk about it again. Yeah. Which was, like, normally they would clear out an entire realm and then move on. Or, like, explore at least some of it. Like, some yeah. aspect, which was in-depth. But we didn't get that with anything from six yeah. onwards I mean that was when he also started to power tip so yeah that yeah. is true they, they started getting a bit too big but that also meant like anytime they had to fight someone they had to be that much more powerful than them and it was like this isn't working yeah, yeah. You know, it's absolutely classic power creep problem you know anyone falls to it if they run at something for too long yeah especially since these guys started with guns in the medieval setting and yeah. There's not really Though, much you can go up from like there. if if they kept that like leveled like if they hadn't gone the whole gunsmith uber uber weapons like that would have been an interesting take like 
if they didn't yeah. end up with the system and they just had to try and use like tactics to fight their way through a system without having the system oh, that yeah. would have been a completely different story but would have been fucking interesting as well yeah or even better it, once you get to a certain like power level that's when you start bringing in like things like tactics or that yeah. kind of stuff more heavily where it starts to become more evidence because you can't just rely on one big guy to punch things I'm not entirely sure the guy who wrote those books I don't want to say anything about his background or anything mm. like that but I don't think he knows that sort of tactics build yeah because they lightly do it at the start when they're relying on the guns but as their guns get augmented by magic it just becomes magic yeah and then it just starts becoming Fuck tactics yeah basically it's an orc yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, uh... yeah but yeah so uh Dead Tide the book we're actually reading not uh Ten Realms the book oh, we've yeah, already read <laughs> Um. Yeah, that that'll be our one for this month. Um, I hope you choose to read along with us. If not, we'll probably spoil the ending for you. It'd be great. <laughs> probably. Yeah. No one us. If Look, you do, got a let month us know. every time. Comment somewhere. Yeah. yeah, you have a month this time. All right, that's us out past an hour. So I think that'll wrap us up for this week. Y'all have a good one. Bye. See ya. <laughs>